Hi, welcome back to the Life on the Wrist podcast. Hope you all are doing well. Today we're going to be looking at some of the news from Geneva Watch Days. It looked like a great event. Unfortunately, I was unable to attend, but there seemed to be a lot of excitement over Instagram, some really great symposiums, some nice watch releases. And so I thought I would sort of give you my thoughts on a couple of the things that took place. I know that in the, um, I think, two podcasts ago, we discussed uh, some of the symposiums that were going to happen, and I did want to mention a couple of them that I thought were really great, and I, I'll leave links in the show notes um, so you can watch them. I, I highly recommend you watch them and, and, and hear what some of the industry leaders are sort of saying about the watch industry. I will start off, though, with um, some of the new watch releases that uh, sort of caught my eye during this um, event. There were some uh, really nice releases that that came out um, from a lot of these brands, but I'll speak about um, maybe three that sort of caught my eye. Naturally, I think you can guess the first one that I want to talk about is the H. Moser and MBNF collaboration for the Streamliner called the Pandemonium. So this was a really great um, collaboration that MBNF and H. Moser have done for Only Watch 2023. Uh, what, what the watch is, it's a stainless steel um, streamliner that was manufactured by H. Moser. It has a, a flying balance wheel um, that is iconic and symbolic of MBNF. And then the other thing that it has is that it has a minute repeater. What's really cool is the minute repeater is actually DJ'd by a little panda figure um, and is sort of um, a thing that MBNF has done for many of their pieces, for, for their pieces related to, um, to Only Watch. So their original panda was created um, for Only Watch 2011. It was also in their Only Watch for 2021, and now it's um, in their 2023 version. There was a lot of excitement about this release, some really cool sort of teaser videos about music and, and, and those, um, those sort of themes, uh, artists and music uh, that um, both uh, CEOs or I guess uh, co-founders sort of did, which was really great and I think it was a nice, um, it was a nice lead up to, to this release. I should mention that uh, uh, the dial, this is like a really nice sort of like turquoise blue, which is really really beautiful um so yeah you've got a minute repeater on this a really cool panda figure that is hand finished um there's a video that i'm going to mention next where you can actually see the size of this panda and it's really really small and so then you've got the the minute repeater that it is sort of djing so obviously at this event um the uh the um the two brands did a release video, um, which I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can watch it as well. It's about 30 minutes. We'll sort of talk about the um, the uh, creation of this piece and and um, and answer some questions that, that some of the audience members had about it. Um, so I, I recommend you, you check it out. I do think it's um, one of the best videos um, from from the weekend. Obviously, Max Booster and Edouard uh, Milan are the individuals who sort of host it. Um, and it's really cool to see and hear about the creation of it and, and see the sizes of things. 
what was really funny is um, both Edward and Max mentioned, you know, it's weird doing a watch launch when you don't have the watch. Uh, there's only one of these because it was made for only watch. So only one of these was it was made and it was, I believe, on tour with, with only watch. So they didn't actually have um, the physical uh, object. What was also really cool is they did this little sort of raffle golden ticket concept at the end of the symposium, or I guess the unveiling uh, with their sort of goodie bags where an individual um, was going to be able to get a um, a panda figure that was um, uh, that was on stage with them at the time, and then another panda figure was actually auctioned off at, at um, by Philips uh, in association with Box and Rousseau um, during um, just a, 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 a an auction that, that that was held that essentially was raising money for the horological school in Geneva, I believe. So. Another really cool concept, but pandas were definitely their major theme. I also give a shout out to Thibaut for his enthusiasm for pandas and his incredible tattoo that was circulating on Instagram uh, of the uh, panda figure tattooed on, on I, I don't remember where, but it was a, a really cool um, sort, of, uh, sort of passion, I'll call it that. Um, so really enjoyed that release. It, of course, this is a one of one. It's it's for only watch, so it's maybe not a mass produced release, but um, uh, certainly um, a, a nice collaboration between two brands that do it really really well. Um, the next sort of release I wanted to talk about was the new Resins Type Three E. Um, their Type Three E was originally released, I think, in black, and there wasn't with a black dial, and it really wasn't. Um, there wasn't um, anything too too different about it, but they actually released um, a version with this eucalyptus green dial, which I think is really attractive. Obviously, this brand has has gotten so much um, so much respect and so much enthusiasm, which I, I'm I'm really happy about. The green is an interesting green. It's kind of um, it, it's described as eucalyptus green. It's kind of, it reminds me in a way of sort of you know like an army green or like a deep green uh, color, which is quite nice. Um, so uh, an interesting release. I, I, I'm, you know, I, I think dial colors and playing around with dial colors is something that brands can do very, very well. And I think this is a, a nice example. The third watch I wanted to mention is from Laurent Ferrier there, which was a new automotive inspired piece um, that they've released. Uh, so they uh, released this sort of sport auto watch that was inspired by uh, Laurent Ferrier's racing past. So back in 1979, uh, Laurent Ferrier decided that he wanted to enter the 24 hour of Le Mans with um, his friends, um, Francois Servanin and Francois Trisconi. Um, and they entered in a Porsche 935 turbo with the number 40. Um, this was really supposed to just be a little bit of fun, but what was crazy is they actually ended up placing third overall. They won second in uh, Group 5, and uh, Francois uh, Sevenin, who is the founder and president of Laurent Ferrier, was actually named the best uh, French driver in the competition. And so what they've done with this Sport Auto is they've they've taken the um, they've adjusted the dial color, the loom, and the accents on the watch to match the livery of the Porsche 935 Turbo number 40. 
which basically encapsulates sort of the history of Ferry and this great event that, that they took place. The watch is only limited to 40 pieces. Um, so, you know, limit, limited quantities, an incredibly cool-looking watch. This was on Instagram. I saw this on Instagram first, and I absolutely, like, I, I just love um, the way that it looks. Um, I also think, like, when you're, when you're buying a watch from a brand like, brand like Laurent Ferrier, I think, I think you have to connect with the, the company and the team in some way. You know, when you're buying watches from maybe larger brands, it's... It, it sometimes is difficult to connect with them on a, you know, maybe a personal level or, or hear an interesting story from them about, um, you know, maybe their past or, or something that they've, uh, they did. Because, um, you know, I'll just take Rolex as an example. You know, sure, maybe you are a diver and so you use a Submariner. Um, but, you know, having a personal story attached with maybe an individual at Rolex and that's the reason why this watch came into existence and et cetera, et cetera. Like th that's sometimes difficult to do with larger brands, but I think this is a really good looking watch first off, because I think your eyes are obviously the first thing that are gonna be introduced to this piece. And then the second thing is um, what a great story and a great way to connect with, uh, with the brand. Also something that happened this past week was um, the 2023 Grand Prix uh, de Rologie de Genève um, announced their um, nominees for the 15 categories of um, awards that they're going to be um, giving in Geneva on November 9th. Um, the GPHG was created in 2001 and it's a public interest foundation that basically is kind of like the Academy Awards of watchmaking. And so they've released their, their pieces. One thing that I really... Um, was excited about was the um was a, a couple of the pieces there's 90 time pieces 84 watches and six clocks that um that have been uh announced as as um as uh, nominees for the um the various categories of of awards that the gphg will be giving um which is exciting i think that's really really exciting um one of the things that I thought was really cool is the um, the uh, Petit Ogi, um award um, included the uh, the uh, um, repeater. I think it's a quarter repeater that was made by um, by uh, Christopher Ward, which I thought was really really cool. Um, let me just make sure. Yes, it's the. Um, C1 Bel Canto, uh, which is very exciting to, to see. Uh, it's one of definitely, um, definitely, uh, I think will be a, a big hit. And I think has been a big hit, um, honestly, um, for, uh, for watchmaking because, you know, to get a, um, an, exp an expensive repeater watch is difficult. You know, I've spoken at length about how I think alarm watches are really cool because they use a similar type of complication to repeater watches. Now, um, uh, with the with the introduction of this Christopher Ward, you can get something different. Now, you know, repeater watches, a lot of it has to do with the sound. You know, some people don't like the sound of certain repeaters. You know, they want it to sound in a certain way, each their own. Um, but one of the watches that I was also very excited to see 
was included in the men's category was the uh, Code 1159 Star Wheel by Oroma Pige. I do think that this is a really great um, introduction. Obviously, it is taking inspiration from a piece that they had produced in their past. But I do think that it's a nice, um, different way of telling time. And um, for me, it was one of my um, one of my favorite watches actually that was released. Um, so very nice to see that. Grunefeld also had some some really great watches. I'll leave a link in the show notes to all the nominated pieces. You can check it out. Um, it's probably the easiest way to do this. <laughs> um, because uh, I can't really speak about it. No MBNFs, um, so you'll have to um, you'll have to stay tuned maybe for for uh, next year uh, to see if there will be any MBNFs announced. So um, one of the things that I mentioned I wanted to do was just um, sort of speak about some of the symposiums that took place. It was hosted by Revolution Watch, and I think there were some really nice panels of individuals that um, that participated. I highly recommend checking out um, the first symposium that they had, which was the watch industry's, um, the watch industry's uh, greatest brand builders. It had some of the, uh, arguably some of the most iconic individuals and most influential people um, who built uh, incredible pieces of this industry that we love so much. And there's some really great insights. Um, one of my favorite questions was the, um, you know, what's the biggest threat to the watch industry? And there were such an interesting array of answers. I'm not going to tell you what they were. I, I recommend that you watch the symposium, but there were some, some really insightful things that were said. And I, I definitely enjoyed that one um, a lot. The other one that I really enjoyed was um, the uh, most Innovative Retailer Symposium. So obviously last week we discussed um, the fact that Rolex bought uh, Bucher and you know, that's a fairly big piece of news <laughs> to come out and then have a symposium where you're talking to innovative retailers. The individuals who were a part of the symposium um, really have such a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to retailing watches and each has sort of their own perspectives. Um, some of the concepts that they were spoken about obviously was the acquisition by Rolex of, of Bucher. Um, that's basically how they kicked it off. But then they sort of divulged into other things about how, um, you know, each retailer is sort of unique in a specific way, which I thought was quite interesting to hear. Um, one of the things that was also mentioned um, a lot was sort of um, their CRM or, or client relationship management um, sort of systems that they use. Because that, at the end of the day, is really important for retailers and and you know developing good relationships with with their clients is is um, is really at the forefront of of any type of industry, uh, especially in sort of luxury watchmaking. And so, anyway, um, I I won't sort of drone on about what was spoken about in it, but I highly recommend you you check it out. Um, uh, so, uh, I'll leave a link in the show notes to all the symposiums that I have mentioned before so that's it uh, Geneva watch days is sort of in the books um, it was a uh, a great week it looked like a lot of fun a lot of cool things happened on, on Instagram that I was able to see and some great stuff on YouTube as well for some of the new releases um, I'm sure you were keeping uh, keeping track of what was sort of going on I'll use this time just to quickly give uh, a shout out to some of the things that have happened at Life on the Wrist recently. 
So we, we recently got four watches in, and I think we've spoken about them a little bit. We Last week, we released our article about the 1954 uh, gold, solid gold Longines reference 727-S-724-40, which is a really cool 34mm Longines in solid gold case was manufactured in the U.S., which was um, quite unique. And it has this really interesting dial that has um, sort of these two rings that has sort of this guilloche finishing on the outside with diamond set with a, with diamond set hour markers at uh, 12396 um and it's running on a, a pretty iconic movement i think it's the 23ZS uh, which is a really great looking movement um so our article is out if you want to check that out on lifeonthers.com you can we also will be covering three other pieces over the next couple of weeks um, all sort of in, the, in a similar way. Um, we've got a Gerard Perigo 7742 um, alarm watch, which is really cool. We've got a um, Universal Genève uh, Golden Shadow, which is obviously an extremely important piece for the brand. And then we've got this really cool um, Longines with a linen dial that's um, really attractive. So excited to get into those, but I just wanted to give you guys you know, a little bit of a agenda for what's going to be happening at Life on the Rest over the next couple of weeks. So uh, I think we will end it there. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you are new to the podcast, be sure to follow us and share this podcast with a friend who might be interested in watches. If you are feeling generous and wouldn't mind rating this podcast, it really does help me out. You know, feedback is what I want this podcast to be um, helpful to you. And if you have some helpful feedback, let me know. If you want to talk about any of the things we've spoken about on this podcast, you can send us an email or you can hit us up on any of the social medias. Um, it's more than happy to send us a DM on, on Instagram. Um, I'd love to chat about some of the things that happened last week. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I will see you in the next one.